If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Game Dumpcast, the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And Patrick Kay. Cool. You can contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at gamedumpcast. So, it's getting to the end of the year, and we thought we'd uh, wrap it up with our sort of top five games of the year. Um, We've all done a top five each. Um, and of course, there's a fair few games that didn't make it. Uh, personally, I just want to make a sort of disclaimer here and say uh, that the way I've kind of approached playing games this year, I've been sort of, uh, <laughs> I had such a backlog from the previous year, 2012, that um, I basically decided in order to try and get through that backlog, I was going to prioritize shorter games. And as a result, it's kind of led to me playing a lot more of like the indie stuff, the shorter games, the episodic stuff, and not so much of, you know, your Beyond, Last of Us, Assassin's Creed, State of Decay, and a whole bunch of other games I haven't quite got to yet. So bearing that in mind, um, yeah, that that's kind of how get the 2013 in gaming has been for me. I mean, what about you guys? Have you sort of, I don't know. <laughs> now I played everything. You just played everything. <laughs> and beyond. Yeah. And beyond, yeah. Uh, it's It's been a mix for me. Uh, I'm not really a big indie f- gamer, although I, there's been a couple, but uh, I think you I've liked, got... You like you to play a lot of MMOs though, right? So they, they um, kind of take up... Yeah, uh, they... I do spend... I do tend to spend many, many months playing an MMO. Yeah. Um, I'm still playing Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online. And that's six years old now, seven years old. Yeah, I'm feeling like the need to get into that at some point, but I need to, uh, well, with the secret world taking up half my hard drive at the moment, I'm, uh, I'm going to wait. <laughs> but it is, it, it is just a personal choice of game of the year, isn't it? It's not a journalistic integrity. This, is, this should be the best game of the year because it's the best thing ever. Mm. Rubbish. It's just mm. our personal 10 of the year. Sorry, five of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've made sure that the games I picked were from this year. Ian, you you take a slightly different approach with this, right? And you're focusing on games that you've played this year. Yeah, I think there's only probably one or two that may not have come out this year. Okay. Um, And I'm probably taking the piss with a couple of my almost got ins. (laughs) uh, The piss is there to be taken. So. Okay, so, well, if you're going to take the piss, you might as well get on with it then. So what didn't quite make it then into your top five? Um, 
the at my number ten, if you want to call it that, I've got <laughs> the Just Cause Two multiplayer mod, which was released a couple of weeks ago on Steam. Okay, what's that called then? It's called the Just Cause Two multiplayer mod. That's what oh, it's right. called. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's called, I it's I called Dave. No, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that you know it had multiplayer in it already, and this was like no, a, it didn't. A it was for it. just a beautiful single play, single player game. Um, available on Steam for three pound now. Steam sale started today. Did it? Yeah. Probably not today when you're listening to this, but today, the nineteenth of December. Yes, uh, it started today. Do you guys want a moment? Shall I just ramble up? I just have to download it. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so you do mean it's actually on now? Yes, yeah. it's started. Oh my god, it's on now! Oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. Uh, well, I'll just talk about Just Cause 2 and then you can edit it all around. Okay, fine, go on then. <laughs> um, so the multiplayer mod has been created not by the original development team, it was just a bunch of guys who wondered if they could do it. Uh, they could. The biggest thing about the mod is the number of players that are on a single server. I played on a server during the week, and there were 978 players on the one server. Wow. Which is... <laughs> that is amazing. batshit insane. Um, it's not all first-person shooter. There's flying... You can fly in planes. You can do crazy stunts, as always, in Just Cause games. Seen some amazing limousine races. Yeah, and it's the races that, I, that really push this into my list. Um, you just type slash race, and it puts you in the next available race. I played three races that night. One was around a bit next to the airport, and that was good fun. Really annoying. You laugh at somebody driving off a cliff, and then you just drive off the cliff because you're laughing at him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a hovercraft race around one of the coasts. That was really nice. Uh, And then there was a 60-player race around some winding mountain roads, and it was just madness, absolute madness. So... Just Cause 2 is available for about three quid, that's English pounds, on Steam at the moment. Um, And the multiplayer mod is free and on Steam. So if you've got a few pounds lying around and want to have a laugh, single player game is quite good as well. Looks beautiful. Uh, Do you you think, sorry, do you think the multiplayer on uh, Just Cause gives the multiplayer on Grand Theft Auto a run for its money? They're very different things because the Just Cause 2 multiplayer is absolutely bolted on. I mean, they've done extremely well with it to get that many players on and to get it playable and you have people hanging off your airplane and shit. It's it's really funny. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not a contender for GTA Online at beta at all. Um, mm. But I just find I find it more fun. I haven't played GTA Online, so maybe that's fun too. But this yeah. is just... It's just leaping into a sandpit sand pit with a load of toys as a kid. It's just crazy. Yeah. None of it makes any sense. There is no logic to any of it. Um, there were 200 people farting around at the airport just taking planes and <laughs> flying them off and everybody else would shoot them down. It was just hilarious. Um, if you want a laugh, I think this is a great laugh. But GTA Online may be a more rewarding experience. Mm. I don't know. When that comes to PC, I will be able to talk about that. Yeah. Indeed, but that's for uh, a couple of weeks' time uh, when we talk about our Indeed. picks for 2014. Okay, uh, Patrick. So, have you got like, have you got a, like a, a top ten then, or have you just got a bunch of games that didn't quite make it? Just a bunch of games that didn't quite make it, really. Well, 
it was this it's so hard it was so hard for me because it it split between things that are like you know triple a releases uh and things which are just tiny little indie games and some thing some things which aren't even games things which are mm-hmm. things like Altera, um which is you know just a just a, an engine uh in beta which you know allows you to fly around in a couple of planes and stuff but that yeah. you know it was such like a a, a cool and different gaming experience that, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of thing really sort of stood out to me more than sort of like, you know, like a 10 hour Assassin's Creed or something like that. But, you know, so it's it's kind of complicated to to, to kind of make a list, but I mean, thing, I mean, one, um, one sort of normal, uh, non VR game would be Tomb Raider. Um, that it, it was, you know wicked wicked game um okay well i'm gonna spoiler alert i've put it as my number five so i've got it right. as, my, as my number two okay right. so we'll talk more about that later but, okay uh, but that's no no worries but literally um yeah yeah we'll get to that one later yeah. but so so was there anything else apart from that <laughs> it um, can, yeah it can... like assassin's creed 4 is another one that was hold on that's my number nine uh, so what are we just <laughs> oh, gonna you not... guys can make... <laughs> no no if that's one of your didn't quite make it okay yeah, yeah, then yeah. we can talk about that now but I know, yeah, yeah, there might be a bit of for like, me. That, for me, it was just that those, you know, those those games did a, a a very kind of established thing, and they did they did it really well, and they you know they were awesome games, um, you know, by any measure. But you know, there was just a like I was saying, there's just a few quirkier, weirder things that just pushed it down the list, I guess. Mm. Um, so you've gone for the more arty list, perhaps. I guess. Well, no, I wouldn't say that arty slash quirky. <laughs> Just yeah, just just more three D, a bit more three D. Yeah, mine's a bit of a mixture, to be honest. Um, but yeah, one game that I uh, that didn't quite make it for me, and I'm I say this, uh, you know, ready for you guys to say it's in your top five, but I'm guessing probably not. Is Bioshock Infinite? Nope. No. No. Not, not even in my top ten. No, I can't believe it. And really, I'm, the only reason I'm even including it in this didn't quite make it because it so didn't make it. It's just because I can't believe I, that, I, you know, it's got to this point and there's so many better games. Uh, and it was such a disappointment, really. Um, it wasn't at the time, though, was it? At the time, everybody was very... Yeah, it was like... It. Uh, but a couple of weeks later, people started looking at it and going, hold on, actually, the combat's shit. Yeah, it's and just it's a first-person shooter. And it, it's just... What? And I spent hours going rubbish. through bins... Yeah, really. I just—it just felt like I was in Vegas, you know, where no, nothing was real. And um, he means Las Vegas, not Johnny Vegas. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it just—it just felt like uh, it was almost like a set, you know. For yeah, yeah. I was on a movie set, not a real place. Whereas other games like Metro, uh, you know, that felt like I was in yeah. a real place. Um, yeah. I've already made the comparison before, which. I, sp- I think it's fair because <laughs> Bioshock Infinite was like this ma- like massive budget game that had its own, you know, they didn't announce that game at E3. They announced it at its own event, you know. Um, yeah. It was such a big deal. Um, but I think, um, you know, for all the effort that went into creating those characters, that there really were quite, it really was a shallow game. And- yeah, and, and the engine... That that particular engine needs to stop being used for that kind of game. That's big of me to say, but <clears throat> you can't. 
stick it next to other first-person shooters and expect it to stand up. You could stand in a pond in Bioshock Infinite with lilies in it, and you yeah. couldn't, and you'd walk through the lilies, or you couldn't. They would, they wouldn't move when you walked through them. Yeah, it's 2013. Why is why doesn't everything yeah. have its own physics? It's just crazy. You'd run up some stairs, and there'd be some boxes on the side of the stairs as you're running up. You couldn't walk through them. They were just blocks on the floor. Yeah, just rubbish. <clears throat> also, there's been a lot made recently about kind of just how grotesque it is. Because for all the sort of beautiful vistas and stuff that you see, it's quite uh, dark in places. Definitely, well, the first the first interaction your character has has is jamming your skyhook thing into someone's face. It's like it's r- really brutal. And also, um, the other thing about the game is that there was the only interaction you had with with the, this wonderful world was you know the business end of a shotgun. You know that's all that. That's all it was, mm. really. Um, you had that kind of fairground bit at the, at the start, which was which was a little lighter and and kind of a bit more woo. And you know there was that you know the cool section with the the Beach Boys song. And oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But once that's once that's over, it's like yeah, that's over now. I think yeah. Ken Levine needs to rein himself in. I know he started, you know, started out as a as a screenwriter, and then went into games. And I feel like now he's kind of got to this point in his career where he's kind of wants to do that again and i don't think there's he's that interested in the actual gameplay anymore or well at least you know i get that impression from this game it doesn't have that kind of authorship that the the first bioshock had but But um, the second didn't either did it well no that wasn't him that was outsourced was it yeah to another division of 2k but yeah that anyway yeah bioshock that didn't make the cut uh, by a long way. Um, what about you, Ian? Was there anything else? Um, I've got one of my cheeky. Although you did say it was this year, Dead Space Three is on my list. Was that yeah. really this year? Yeah, it was February. <clears throat> okay, mm. then I've got one that was this year. Excellent. Woo. Um, one of the biggest things about gaming for me is when you play with other people, and I'm lucky enough to play with a number of people regularly, and. One of the guys I've been playing with, we've been playing Dead Space 3 for most of the year, um, yeah. just kind of infrequently. But it is an amazing game for co-op. Uh, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. Go and buy it now. Retroactively done. Um, I'm just uh, waiting for the queue of multiplayer games that we're playing at the moment to get to that. It's, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm just going to say everything I said a couple of weeks ago. So Yeah, no, it's fair <clears throat> enough. Uh, okay, Patrick, did you have anything else? uh the i yeah so beyond two souls that was that was one that that didn't quite make it to the top list um was like i really i did really love that game um i i yeah that's that was that was definitely a close one it was it was an awesome one i definitely recommend you know i i I expect most people would, would enjoy it um but yeah it's it, i don't think i'd ever go back to it it's not a conventional <laughs> game in the usual sense is no it? definitely not but that's that's exactly what made it cool so you know um sorry bit of an anecdote here when they were asking developers when sony was asking developers mm-hmm. what they what features they wanted in the next playstation yeah <laughs> david cage's response was emotion yeah <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all 
That's not a feature, though, really, is it? <laughs> uh, well, it depends. It depends, I guess. Like some, <laughs> some. I think that's going to be a big part of. I think that's going to be a big part of VR. Um, you know, one thing I found from from playing through certain first person stuff where you'd interact with with a character that there was there was definite. Um, you could you would definitely have see scope for for more kind of emotional interactions with with characters like just because you you seem to be interacting with them in a more more normal way you're standing in a room and they're talking to you and do you know what i mean well um, i it, i think you can accomplish emotion in games with writing and game design you can do so much with just music and um yeah and and yeah and, and just the right the right dialogue um it's the right dialogue for me, definitely. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, I got more out of The Walking Dead than I did out of Heavy Rain, you know? Yeah. And other it's... games that will be mentioned. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that as well. I think yeah. the games that try to be clever or try to be very worthy are good experiments, but they generally tend to feel a bit worthy and not really like a great experience, mm. like Heavy Rain. Mm. But something even like something like Far Cry Three, I really enjoyed Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three, <laughs> um, it was a bit on the nose in places, but the st- stuff at the start with his brother, uh, I thought that was great. I, I not great for his brother, obviously, Cry, but Cry I thought 3. that yeah, it just totally sinks you in like yeah. immediately, doesn't it? it? It it just says right, <laughs> you you've got to give a shit about what's going yeah, it on. It gives you an incentive instead of just sitting there Absolutely. and watching how clever the developers are. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't have much of a connection with those characters in that game. Much, <clears throat> I thought they were all a bit dude bro, and you know, but dude, you're a dude bro. They were overprivileged brats, weren't they, really? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, talking about games with guns, uh, my next uh, omission from my top five would be a game called Gunpoint, which I haven't spoken about before because I've only recently played it, and I finished it in an evening. It's another one of those weird indie games that I was referring to earlier. Yeah, so it was a game created by uh, an indie developer called tom francis who's also a writer on pc gamer um so i think he's kind of trying to create some kind of 2d version of deus ex it seems but i don't know it's basically a stealth puzzle platform game you play as a little dude who for some inexplicable reason can like jump three stories high and he can also like hack uh all the electronic systems in the game he can like uh wire up an enemy's gun to like turn a light off and stuff like that and as you play through the game you get more like mad abilities like that but yeah it's it's a crazy little game I, it only took me an evening to do and what what's really cool about it is uh when you complete the game it gives you like a sort of epilogue that's custom built based on like the number of people you killed uh what gadgets you used and then it and then it puts it all out and then you can go like tweet tweet that and it'll just put it up um so cool. I really like that. But yeah, he did it with um Game Maker engine. And uh yeah, yep. it's available on Steam for probably not very much at all. Uh that Game Maker engine was available for free via a Reddit link a few weeks back. 
It's worth oh, okay. keeping an eye on Edit for stuff on Edit mm. <laughs> on Reddit even Reddit. for stuff like that. <clears throat> How much does that cost? How much did that cost? Did you say what the game? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's on sale until the second of January for four pounds sixty eight. Cool. And there's like a special edition with like the soundtrack and a commentary and all that. Oh, there's like an exclusive edition. I don't know what that's got in it. Nine playable versions of the game from each stage of its development for £15 if you oh, really want to. That's quite wanna... interesting. Well, if you want to get into games and stuff, like into making games, then I think he's just totally uh, broken it down there for you. Cool. Okay. Uh, <coughs> what's next for you then, Ian? It, it has only been out for three days, but I am going to say the DayZ standalone. Well, in actual <coughs> fact, it's been out for a while in as a mod, hasn't it? So I think but it's fair to say it. Well, I, I'm specifically talking about the standalone okay. um, as the mod has kind of just become a bit of a first-person shooter with zombies, right. apparently. I haven't played it for a while. I think it still gets good viewings. But the, I know we're not really doing news this particular week, but it is the, it's the 19th today. On the first yeah. day of release, Daisy sold 172,500 copies in 24 hours. Wow. Amazing. And on that first day, there were nearly 150,000 players. There were <laughs> so many people that Steam authentication broke. So many people trying to connect at the same time. <laughs> That's like the sort of numbers that like the new consoles were doing in the in the UK. <clears throat> you know, I know yeah. this is worldwide. People but... love a bit of permadeath. It's been number yeah. one on Steam since it, since it came out, and it came out with no. There was no advertising or marketing for it. It just turned up on Steam. Yeah, I think I just got an email or something, and it was like, oh, it's out. And Matt was like, really? Yeah. And he plays it. So yeah, like, he, even he didn't know. It's crazy. So, um, so, so how is it different then to the uh, to the mod then? Because I know this has been in development for ages. I've not really played it enough to comment on everything. And it is an alpha, so don't rush out and buy it if you're a whiny bitch who thinks everything should work yeah, when it's you early pay access. money for it. Um, but there's a lot more of the you need to combine this with this to make this. So mm. in the mod, you had cans of food that you could just eat. But in this one, you've got to have a can opener unless you've got a can of sardines and then you can eat the sardines or an axe. And then, <laughs> and then you can open the can with the axe. But because the axe is so heavy, you smash the can and lose some of the food inside. Oh, my <clears> God. <throat> so there's a fair amount of that. If you're bleeding, you have to bandage your wound. But if you don't have any bandages, you can take your T-shirt off, tear a strip off it, and bandage yourself with that. Wow. Um, awesome. So not, some of that was in the mod, but not a lot of it. You got an axe and chopped wood to make firewood and stuff. But, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I've only played it for about two or three hours so far. I've been quite busy. Um, but... I'm definitely finding I'm spending a lot of time trying to figure that out and some fucker will come up and stab me in the back with an axe <laughs> while I'm try <laughs> trying to figure out how to open my tin of sardines. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but it looks great. Um, my, I think 90% of the buildings are enterable, which is a drastic improvement over the last over the mod. So um, you can create a little base and stuff. You can, but uh, with it being alpha, uh, yesterday... The entire database of players was wiped, so everybody lost everything. Right. And based on reading stuff on Reddit, everybody's happy with that. But I'm fairly sure if you read stuff on the Steam forums, everybody would be whining and 
bleating about, oh, I've lost everything. What a bullshit game. I want my money back. <laughs> well, if you can't read the enormous fucking warning they've got on the Steam page saying, don't buy this if you're expecting a working game because it's not working yet. No. Get involved, help us develop, report bugs. And if you want to do that, that's fine. I want to get in and play the game and see it develop because I spent a lot of time in it yeah. last year. Um, and it's, I think it's going to be good. It's great for him to have the backing of the people who made Armour uh, yeah. and be part of that team. So, well, he's employed by them now, right? Yeah, but he wasn't to start with. No. <clears throat> so well, there was some, it, it was a like a fairy tale story if you're a game developer, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he's very active online and he's very helpful and he seems like a nice fella. Um, and the game's good. So if you enjoy running away from people, I had... <laughs> I met my first other player tonight, and uh, you can only have direct communication, so your mic only works when you're very close to someone and facing in their direction. All right. <clears throat> and I walked up to him and said, I'm friendly, I'm friendly. And he said, I don't want any trouble, right? I don't want any trouble. And he ran <laughs> off. <laughs> Does it do lip sync? Oh, I love it. I wasn't close enough to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a fair amount of that. And I killed my first player tonight. I decided I'm going to go that route if somebody starts waving their huge chopper in my face i'm going to chop it off <laughs> too right um, yes so what i want to know though is uh, my issue with this game has always been the the time sync factor and i mean well we group up like we try and group up once a week don't we and yeah. we're, we're, we're for about four three or four hours mm -hmm. would it be at all conducive to playing in that way uh, well, I mean, that's how I played it for a long, for about four or five months with oh, the right. mod. But we did have a private server, uh, which meant we could, whenever we played, it was just us versus the zombies. So we could go and get supplies and do something tonight, go to the airport or something. <clears throat> and we never had any bandits or anybody else stealing our shit. Um, and while that was good fun, I kind of want the excitement of having to look at somebody and wonder if I need to shoot them in the face. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when I played today, I found a tower block and I went up, you can go up a ladder to get halfway up and then you can go up the stairs to get all the way up. And I was checking yeah. a lot of the rooms in that tower block and I was just dawdling about checking on the floor and looking for things in cupboards and all this shit. And I went into one room and there's two guys with backpacks looking at a dead guy on the floor. And I oh. just thought, I suspect they may have killed him. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and I just walked out and they didn't see me. It was so beautiful. <laughs> but there's a lot of that. There's a lot. The game itself is just you awake, you wake on a beach and you've got to find supplies to live. And that sounds rubbish. What makes that the sounds game amazing. Is, what makes the game is these little moments that the game lets you create for yourself. They may have been friendly people, but in my head, I just met somebody who'd kind of been a bit ruer and I was paranoid. They were, that may have been right. their friend who was dead on the floor and they may have been screaming, my God, Timmy, wake up. But I didn't want to fucking hang around and find out because there were two of them and only one of me. So yeah. it's it plays with your mind like nothing else. Uh, I, I totally, I've got to get this one. It, it sounds like my kind of game. I if think, you do, give me a shout and we'll try and yeah, meet up. And try and not get killed together. Yeah. Just if anybody is listening and thinking about getting it to play co-op, you don't spawn in the same place every time you restart. Because oh, that's permanent. still in it, is it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely still in it. Yeah. So, so you, you have to you have to find your your mates. Yeah. You spawn you on to... the coast and you you're on your own. 
you can certainly try and find a place to meet up, but it can take a while. Right. But that's part of the fun of, fun of it, definitely. Yeah. I guess I guess if I got it, I could go, like, I'm attempting to get to this point. But you don't know where uh, this point is because there's no map. You have to find the pages of the map around the level, around the map itself. Oh, right. So so there's there's no compass. There's no... There's no there's road signs, but they're all in Russian. Um, yeah. There's maps available on the internet that translate the road signs. That's fine. You can have a look at those. Uh, you can use the stars. The stars are correct, so the North Star will always take you north. Um, that's why it's called the North Star, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's yeah, it's not a shooter. It's really not a shooter. Um, <clears throat> It may be worth waiting until it's slightly more, slightly less flaky. It's certainly playable now, and it's probably as playable as the mod. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I basically the, the early access sticker was was basically said to me, uh, "Do not play this game yet." Yeah, but because I'm a bit like that. Yeah, but I'm more as a developer patient, myself. Patient. I'm more understanding of well, that's just how it works, you know. Yeah. Um, shit's going to break and I'm paying money to see it break. So but, yeah, I'm I'm like that with any game though. I'm like looking for the reason I don't want to play it because there's, there's already yeah. too many games I want to play. So that was an <laughs> yes. easy out for me uh, right now, but I do I, I would like to get involved at some point when there's absolutely no excuse for me uh, to say I have no. just <clears throat> as on the side that doesn't necessarily need to be in the podcast. I have just put two videos from my gameplay earlier today up onto YouTube and I'll put them on Game Dump later. Cool. Uh, okay, brilliant. Yeah, do that. <coughs> um, right, okay, let's move on. Um, Patrick, have you got anything else? Are we still on the uh, not quite made it? Yeah. Um, well, I've yeah. got five and Ian's got five, so we'll keep coming to you and then we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, so I, the, the other one would be Euro Truck Simulator 2. I wonder oh, if you yes. spent a good amount of time in i think about i think i've done about 11 hours in that one wow um what a quite, a lot, quite a lot of driving <laughs> driver yeah that's a lot of driving you're not that's driving mate. you're standing in front of a thing waving your arms around like a twat although to be fair <laughs> i've bought it as well and it's quite a good game it uh, is quite fun you it's, might be interested a- in a woodcutter simulator 2013 <laughs> steam and, uh, I noticed that earlier. I, I'm not sure that's going to be quite the same appeal as Eurotrucks. Yeah, <clears throat> there a... with your uh, <clears throat> your whatever thing that didn't get crowdfunded. There's What's also that? the grip thing. Isn't there tram driver simulator as well? Didn't I see that on Steam a couple of weeks ago? There's, oh, there's yeah, and there's about fifty train simulators. There's so many of them. Airport simulator twenty four. That's actually <clears throat> probably more of a like, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good game, eh? But yeah, you're probably. a truck simulator. Massively yeah. popular. Got loads of good reviews. Really, really good. Um, a really bizarre game. Um, certainly not the kind of game that I ever thought I'd want to play. But as it came on such a high mm. recommendation, gave it a try and it was awesome. Um, yeah, I, like I said before, when I, when, when I talked about it when I first played it, it's, it's, it's a massively relaxing game. It's a combination of... Um, basically a driving simulator and uh, and a business simulator i guess um but i i've literally just i literally just sit in it put on um a bit of nick drake and just drive around and <laughs> chill out basically it's a really weird game but it's it's very very cool 
but yeah that's uh that's probably my my last one for the nearly made it list okay all right well then mine is probably equally odd in that sense of um possible mundanity and that would be uh papers please Mm. which is a very odd game where you are basically an immigration officer at the border of a fictitious communist eastern european country and people basically come along with their passport and their id and you check it against the rules which the rule book keeps being updated every day um and and if if they fulfill the requirements you let them in and if they don't then you let them out and they'll give you a bit of lip sometimes like you know uh, you know hate your country rah and then they'll disappear um but as you play it um it takes basically it takes place across a number of days um uh if you let people in incorrectly you get a warning then you get another warning if you do it again and then they'll dock you five, five, uh, whatever the currency is, dollars, goats. five goats. <laughs> then they'll dock, <laughs> then they'll start docking your pay. Um, basically you get paid pretty much exactly amount to feed your family and heat your house. So if you do not earn enough money uh, to pay for both those things, you have to decide which one you want to turn off. If you turn the heating off, they get sick. If you turn the if you don't feed your family, they'll get hungry, um, and eventually, if they die, you get arrested for or you know uh, fired and or whatever. It's really harsh, and um, basically, as you continue through the game, though, you'll get like you'll be able to bribe people. You you can detain people illegally to get extra money. Um, eventually, you get a gun when people start running it up and trying to bomb the place. Um, so you, there's actually a little bit of aiming and shooting. Very very. Uh, you know, it's not a big feature of the game, but honestly, I spent one night playing this and it and it was like three in the morning and I was like, I must continue doing this. <laughs> For the glory. Yeah, but it's incredible. I, I started... Um, Isn't it weird that we live in an age where we're talking about playing games, about <laughs> chilling out in a truck and not letting people into your country? Yeah, it's, yeah, you guys are hippies. It's, it's really, it's basically it's communism. The game, weird. It is yeah. that's exactly what it is. But the music's brilliant. Um, it's really simple. I think it was originally like a flash game or something. Um, ended up on Steam Greenlight and kind of went stratospheric in the end. So I think it was all created by by one guy again. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun in a kind of strange way. So yeah, but that didn't quite make it because I don't know. I just couldn't bring myself to bring a game about paperwork above <laughs> some of the others I've got here. So <laughs> anyway, um, I have one other. I'm afraid. It's all right. Uh, Armor Three released this year. Uh, oh yeah, massive grumblings about the ca- it, there was no campaign on launch. I was going to say if they actually made that <clears> bit yet. Uh, I've not had opportunity to go back and have a look, but it. If you're a hardcore military sim buff, give it a look. I think I've spoken about it before, uh, but it's kind of lumped in with Daisy. It's a Came bit more out, hardcore than normal. The uh, I can see here that the first part of the campaign, oh, they're doing it episodically, came out on Halloween. Oh, right, okay. So... 
well, yeah, go go get it now when they've now they've actually made some content for it. But hold on, it, it's primarily multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and there's dozens of mods and tons of great servers, and the community is really good online as well. So, if you like that kind of thing, give it a look. Cool. Okay, uh, let's rattle through these last couple then. Um, I, the I've got a game called Guacamelee on mine. Didn't quite make it, which is a platform game uh, set in uh, Mexico on the Day of the Dead. Uh, you play as a Nacho Libra wrestler guy who's got to defeat some evil person and rescue the princess. Um, <laughs> it's got it's got a brilliant um, like was this PS3 or PC? Uh, it was a PlayStation, uh, PS3, and Vita cross-play game. Right. So I could play it on my Vita, then come home, play it on my PS3. Uh, I didn't do that, but I just played it, I did, I <laughs> just played it on the Vita. You could have done yeah. it. Yeah, you could. You could well, I've got that. other games I want to play at home. I'm quite happy to play <laughs> Vita games it's on a Vita, right, damn it. Christ, it's fucking... <laughs> no, but I mean, I do <laughs> find me it... play my bus games on a television. <laughs> my poo games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, exactly. I can play them at home on the Vita as well. It's, yeah. it's a bit silly. Oh, you call your toilet the Vita? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just going to the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go in the Vita for about 10 minutes. Yeah. No, it was really good, though. It's, it had a really cool combat uh, combo, um, like fighting system. And uh, it, it had employed some of those, what they call Metroidvania techniques, where, um, you know, you'll be going through a level and you'll be like, oh, how do I get up there? And then you'll go along a bit and suddenly you'll get the ability to turn into a chicken and you'll be like, oh, I can get through that tunnel now. Um, so, yeah, it had mad stuff like that. But also, like, uh, you'd be able to sort of skate up walls and and do, like, double and then triple jumps. Mm-hmm. And and you could go into, like, a little, uh, like, um, like a little arena and, and this guy would teach you all these crazy combos and you'd be, you know, the, the combo lines like the number of keys you had to press in order would go from one end of the screen to the other. Like you're just trying to get this crazy, like elaborate sort of combo move off. But no, that was really good fun. Uh, clocked in at about seven or eight hours and I picked it up on PlayStation plus for about, it was less than a tenner. Um, but that kept me happy on the train for a good couple of months. So that's in my, uh, not, didn't quite make it. It was on PlayStation plus as one of the free games. I'm sure. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you buy no, it just, be- just before it became free? To be fair, I bought it a little, quite a while before it became free. But um, <clears throat> yeah, but you should probably not go and see the Secret World for twelve quid in the sale. Then I got that's only how much I paid for all it. All right, okay, cool. Yeah, that's all right. Okay, um, all right. Have you got anything else, then, Ian? Uh, I haven't. Pat, have you got any more? Uh, nah, nothing. Yeah, actually, one of, of significance, which is a real weird one again, uh, Dreadhalls, which I spoke about, the one which was literally too hard to play. <laughs> too hard. <laughs> just because, just too because scary. It, achieved, it achieved being the first game that I've ever played that was too hard to play. <laughs> so it definitely deserves a mention. Yeah, I, I've actually gone back to that um, recently and I actually beat it. I, I managed to get through the end of the game there there is actually an ending to it you you find a, a tra- trap door at the end and you you escape it and but that game it is it is ridiculous what it achieves with such such a just such a small amount of kind of basic graphics and sound mm. um it, it and it it really does get into your brain 
and it 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 was interesting because I think it just kind of fired off my imagination about how that could be used in other games, like um, you know, if if it wasn't quite so so intense that it could really make you pay attention to, you know, horror elements in inside a, a game which is not necessarily a horror game. Uh, but yeah, great, really, really great experiment in VR that that ended up with a with a cool game that really, really, really terrified me. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, a less scary game, and the final one I'd want to mention that only recently got booted out of my top five is uh, Plants vs Zombies Two. Um, I know, I know, it's a simple mobile game, but there are layers and layers of strategy to it. And it was completely free. Um, there were some in-app purchases that I did not do, and I feel guilty for it um, because I cannot believe how much, how many hours I got out of that game this year. I think it came out in May or June, and I didn't put it down until like August or something. So, for a free game, I feel like if you have an iPhone, I think I don't know if it's on Android yet or not, but. You know that should just be there as a go-to. You know, if you if people say they're bored, I'm just like, here, have this. It's you know, it's a boredom destroyer, basically. Cool. What if they like? What if they don't have arms or or eyes? What you, what you give them then? Oh. <laughs> oh, we're going there, are we? Okay. Arms <laughs> or eyes? I guess they could just listen to the noises on it. It's quite funny. They are pretty <laughs> funny noises. Yeah. Like they yeah, go, that, that was a pretty that was a pretty cool game. I I I don't know why I preferred the first one though. Probably because you just bought it and had access to all the toys in it. Maybe it was kind yeah, of annoying maybe. that they blocked that off. But then they added new ones. So and they added like these power up things. So you could like, <clears> if you're in the shit, you could just like electrocute everything with your finger, sort of thing. Yeah, which was kind of cool. But yeah, I've put it to bed for now. But they're they're going to be bringing out more more levels for it. So I've I've done all the stars. So I'll I'll automatically have enough to get the get move on to the DLC as soon as it comes out. It's like give me more, damn it! <laughs> Can't get enough. And so with that, shall we move on to our actual top five then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, Okay, so my number five is State of Decay. Awesome. I have spoken about this before, and I'll I'll briefly mention it again. Go back and listen to one of the previous podcasts for for more information. Um, (laughs) It's good enough to hear about it again, albeit maybe slightly more. Yeah, I think what I've tried to do with my top five is look at everything I've played and identify the ones that I would want to play again and again. Um, Mm -hmm. And State of Decay is definitely one of those. The world feels believable. I really want something that's escapism. Um, I think Plants vs. Zombies sounds fun, but there's not enough escapism for me. It's very clear that you're playing a video game when you're playing it. (laughs) Yeah, and I want to still be playing a video game, but just have... Want to do more with my brain. Sorry, there we go, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you try some of the harder levels of Plants vs. Zombies. That's no, because serious. I want to do something with, with my brain, not with my <laughs> my monkey thumbs <laughs> <laughs> on the toilet. <laughs> oh dear! Can't believe we're getting uh, so plantist. Yeah, sorry, that was a bit elitist, and I didn't mean it to be. But um, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that kind of game 
the... It's all right. We're not talking about that game, so don't worry. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so State of Decay has a really believable world after an apocalypse of zombiness. Uh, the mechanics are great. And I, th- <clears throat> I think the most redeeming thing for it is it came from an Xbox Live. It's It was originally released on Xbox Live. And I immediately dismissed it because it was released on Xbox Live, and yet when one it turned up on toy PC, games. yeah, well, it's it's one of those monkey thumb mash mashing games. <laughs> <laughs> what are you um, playing this with? A controller? You shut your whore mouth. Yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am playing it with a controller, and that, but I have been using a controller. For, look, what's your point? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. my number five, State of Decay. Uh, I'm sure it'll be in the sale on Steam if it isn't already. Or in a sale in the future? It's a tenner right now. Okay. It's definitely worth a tenner. It's probably worth 25 quid, to be honest, but really worth a tenner. Matt's been playing this as well, and he's kind of pointed out a few, like, oh, the tutorials are quite bad, and um, some of the, you know, uh, some of the path findings a bit iffy, and and the AI's a bit ropey at times, but it's not a AAA game. I sort of was... This is what I explained to him. It's 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 an indie game, effectively. It is. It's an it's like an indie team have tried to make a triple A game and done an all right job. Yeah. Um. It's it's certainly not Battlefield Four or any of the, the, the huge things that are thrown in our our eyeballs on a regular basis. But for a little group who've made who've had a go, it's a really good fun game. Yeah. Um, no, I'm looking forward to uh, the co-op sequel. Or really MMO, whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was by a few people that left Blizzard, I think, uh, to cre- created this. Cool. Okay, uh, Patrick, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Metro Last Night. Okay. Well, that's my um, number two. So. Ah, right. We'll, we'll... Yeah. Well, for me, it was just it was just such an awesome, awesome world it was so well drawn the the amount of detail that is poured into it it, it there's n- you just don't feel like you're seeing anything repeated you feel like everything is kind of unique and in its own place the um the the, the kind of the claustrophobic feeling of the the first one was you know i it, i it just works so well i i love the kind of um i love the way that they you know, strip back the the HUDs for for both of these games because mm. uh, I'm, I'm I really don't I really don't like HUDs in games, and I I love to see that problem sort of dealt with in clever ways. And it's like yeah, you're wearing just, Google Glass, like get this off me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop <laughs> intruding into into the into the world. Yeah, um, yeah, such a good game. Um, um. So yeah, that's 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 my first one. Cool. Um. Yeah. I, everything you just said. Um. Plus. For me, um, it was kind of like a big welcome back to PC gaming for me, having been away from first-person shooters with a mouse and keyboard for so long. Uh, I could have played it with my controller, but I thought, no, I'm going to do this the proper way. And um, yeah, it was great. Uh, it felt like a lived-in world rather than a fairground, like some yeah. other games might have this year. Um, and I just love the way that it kind of ticked it was almost like a tour of all those old first-person shooters experiences that I'd had before. I mean, I played for 
one hour session one night when I was playing it and it and it was like I, I felt like I was playing a exploration game then I was playing a stealth game then I was playing a survival horror game and then I was playing a crazy full-on first person shooter action game and it's just all of those and it was almost my number one game this year but it got beaten by something at the last minute but we'll come to that later um cool did you have anything to add ian uh, i really enjoyed it uh, i i didn't i thought the first one had more impact but the second one was a really great sequel mm-hmm. mm. um didn't quite make your list though no, there's. <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily go back, go back and play it again. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I found it a bit dark. And I, it it terrified me at times, <clears throat> but not to the point that I couldn't play it. You know, I'm mean, not saying you wussed out or anything. I'm just saying that you know, I yeah, I, I, mean, I just find it a bit draining. All of that stuff. Um, it, yeah, it's good for a. Oh, I've done that. Let's go and play something not quite as soul destroying. Yeah, I know what bleak. you mean exactly. It's bleak is what it is. It's bleak. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. But for every bit, when I, I I remember being through sections of that game, and I'd be like, "Oh God, I'm at the." I left it actually for a while. Went back to it, and I was like at the swamp, and I was like, "Oh, I remember why I stopped here." <laughs> and and then <laughs> um, I'm going to drown when I step in that. Yeah, uh, many times I unlocked the achievement for that. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant. I was like, oh, that. What did I do then that was so good? Oh yeah, I fell in the fucking swamp again. <laughs> but uh, no, that bit. And the, but I knew that basically the way that the game is structured, there would be that for very a long time. But I would be like, I'm going to be indoors soon. I'm going to be indoors soon, you know, and, it, and, and vice versa. You know, when I was, when I was underground, I'll be like, I'm going to be going up soon. I'm going to meet some people soon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it was great though. I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really nice. Uh, welcome back into PC gaming. I know it was available on the consoles, but it was pretty much almost entirely dismissed, I think, because I don't know. Would have looked. I really crap. don't know. Okay. Uh, so well, it's my turn, I think, but I, my number five is Tomb Raider. And I was going to talk about that okay. when we get to it on your list, Ian. Yeah, it's number two on mine. So, okay, well, then we're on number four. So I'll do mine. Uh, <clears throat> and my number four is Gone Home. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is uh, the Walking Dead of the year in that it was like a game that sort of came out of nowhere and managed to elicit an emotional response out of me that I was not expecting. Cool. That's good. It was a very, it was a very simple game. We, we, we did this a couple of weeks. Well, last podcast, in fact. Um, so I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, but um, yeah, the team uh, knew what their strengths were. They knew their limits. And I think they worked to and exceeded those limits in delivering a game that is going to be with me for a very long time. I think. And it was made with Unity, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good. It, it's nice when you have games like that that uh, provoke such an emotion out of you. Yeah. Uh, my number one did in a number of places, and I was really shocked. Yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoy that. It, it can be quite rewarding. I do find I find that quite draining as well. Yeah. Um, if I've had a good old man cry at something in a video game yeah what the <laughs> fuck um <clears throat> yeah i don't necessarily want to rush back to that one in case it happens again well that's kind of why I, I felt like i had to get through it in one sitting 
as uh, I know it wasn't a long game, but I was like, I, I, I need to do this. I need to see it through and get it done. Um, yeah. And it was also that it was also the way that the the story was delivered. I did I wanted to experience it like a movie, you know, where I didn't want to go, I didn't want to come back to it in a couple of weeks and not remember it all. And it and it was just great for that. And I think it just shows how sort of diverse this medium's become, you know, that you can get a bite sized experience for like, you know, five pounds. I don't think I would have felt ripped off even if I spent ten. But, um, yeah, exactly. And like, like, like I was saying earlier, with like things like Dreadhalls, that's a free game. You just, you just download it, and a lot of them are, you know, going to become sort of these cheap kind of indie games, which will give you kind of a few hours of like a cool experience. But like, I think that's going to be a huge part of the next few years. I think we're going to see more of these kind of gone homes. Yeah, definitely. Just, just experiences that aren't necessarily something you have to invest. Uh, all your evenings of a week to, to get through or, yeah, or, that's it. you know, just something it's, that you can sit down and get through like a, like a, a film, like an interactive <clears throat> film or. It's like, they've, are, it's like they've started to make a shooter and then gone, you know, this might be all right with no guns and shit. Let's just mm. build a house and put loads of cool shit in there. And at the, yeah. and at the same time, this is our idea. We don't have to repeat this idea, you know, ad nauseum for 10 hours. We've just, yeah. just do what you've yeah. got. and. And when the Move pot's on. done, it's done, and that's it. There's yeah. so many games out there fighting for our time. When a game like that comes along, that's like, you know, five pounds, that's like two hours long, it's got way more chance of, of you know... I think there's uh, so many... You're right, absolutely. But I think there's so many games out there telling us that they, they should be in our time, mm. for marketing themselves at us in all kinds of shitty, crappy ways <clears throat> and that's all right yeah. because marketing is a valid part of a of our kind of economy but it, it, it's really nice especially in the last few years to see these games that have to, had no marketing really just word of mouth a couple of decent reviews in big web on big websites and now they're doing really well out of it speaking of which while we're on the subject of gone home and games of this type have you heard about this game called the novelist Yes, that looks cool. It's by some of the other guys who used to work on Bioshock, the same way that <clears> the guys that made Gone Home. Right. So they yeah. they went off and did this, uh, and I don't. It's about a guy who's trying to write a novel and dealing with his family and stuff. Um, sounds brilliant, like along the same lines as Gone Home, actually. Cool. But it's come out <laughs> a really shitty time of year. It's not going to get on any of these lists. Has it only just come out then? Yeah, literally this week. Oh, is it on Te- Steam? Yeah, tenth of December. Uh, it's eleven pound at the moment. Oh, okay. In the sale until the end of well, until the second of Jan. God, this sale is going on for ages. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh man, I'm going to spend so much money. Again. You don't have to, mate. Just step away. Go and play yeah. something else. Yeah, I've got enough. Go and learn how Secret World works. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all of, all I wanted to say about gone home, but yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say there was, yeah, the whole delivery system of games, like the shorter games, the episodic games. I, I remember people going on about episodic games years ago and it's like, they finally cracked it. Republic, this new iOS game that I backed on Kickstarter, they've just put out the first episode of that. 
They never said that they were going to do that. But now I think, especially with these Kickstarter funded games, it seems like the way to go, you know, because then they, they can start making money while they're building it, you know? Yeah. People would prefer to put a bit of money down and get a little piece of the game rather than yeah. pay the whole amount and wait for the whole game to come out. Yeah, I think I, I still draw the line, though. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want an unfinished game. I'll have a piece of it that's finished and I'll give you some money, but I don't want to beat a test your game. I think, that's, I, yeah, I think they're I'm, very different I'm completely products, the opposite. I, I'm the complete opposite. I, I really like to see the kind of the, the guts of the game as it's, as it's formed and, and kind of just watch it get better and better. I, it's, I, for me, that's kind of just really interesting. Yeah, me too. Um, to each their own. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. So I did my number four. What's, what's yours, Ian? Uh, mine's Planet Side 2, which I think came out at the end of last year. It's an MMO, it's allowed. Um, well, it's not a traditional, uh, dwarves and fairies MMO. Uh, it's first-person shooter set in the future, three factions battling for control of different quadrants of, uh, three enormous maps, uh, 2,000-player servers, frequently gunfights involving hundreds of people uh, looks beautiful plays really well if you get yourself in an outfit which is like a guild equivalent it can be great fun and you can have 64 player platoons or sorry 48 player platoons but you can link the platoons together so you have this massive armed force zerging around the map and it, it just looks amazing i think of all the games that are here if i could play one for the rest of my life it would be planet side 2 uh, just because wow. it, awesome. it, it's so different every time you play it. You have to do the same thing, but because everybody in there is a human, it never plays out the same way. Um, and I really love games like that. It would be nice if an MMO, the quest givers, could be humans who are writing quests and the game understands what they want and lets them go and do it. And it well, goes some like- purpose. That's the UGC stuff that uh, like they're doing with EverQuest, which is another Sony game. So yeah, you know, maybe one day. Never, Neverwinter does it as well. You can create dungeons for Neverwinter, which is really awesome. Some of them are really well written. Um, I'm sure more, most of them are, but I really like that and would like to see some more of it. So to have an action game that lets you go in and wonder what the fuck you're going to get up to today or how this battle is going to go, you can be defending somewhere and there's three people attacking it and 20 minutes later there'll be three people and a thousand gunships coming in um and the next day completely different it's it's really fluid and i really enjoy it and if you like fluid shooters if you're a bit bored of conquest in bf4 or whatever the fuck call of duty is doing now online give it a look it is free to play it's not pay to win um it's on playstation 4 as well it is it's also on steam if you prefer your keys and mice. I did find that funny actually when they mm. when I looked at like the launch lineups of the two consoles mm. and Sony just had like a bunch of like free to play MMOs there and you know Microsoft was, was all like 60 pounds for this, 60 pounds for that. Sony um, did get into uh, did have one did they were ripped a new one on the internet when some so of the I, advertising for Planet Side 2 on the PS4 said exclusive to PS4. Uh, right. <laughs> Just ignoring right. the whole PC thing there, Sony, you motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I think they meant not on Xbox One. Bless them. 
Yeah. Okay. Right. So, Patrick, what's your number four then? Yeah, my uh, my number four is Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Right. Okay. Well, spoiler alert, which I imagine is probably on your list as well. It's my number one. Yeah. So we'll Not get to that in a bit, or you want? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll tell you. I'll. I'll yeah. I'll talk about it too when you when you yeah. talk about your number one. So I'll go to my number three then, which was Luna Flight. Cool. Um. Yeah. Really, really cool game. Came absolutely out of nowhere. Had a little bit of um, existence for a time just on just just on normal PCs on a normal monitor play, and then they were basically one of the first um, developers to to work in uh, VR support. And it's incredibly well done. It's a really interesting, quirky, cool game that's got it's got so much atmosphere. Um, despite having very little atmosphere <laughs> being on the moon, oh, uh, but um, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just so cool, just floating over the moon's surface and kind of looking around this cockpit, um, just you know mucking about with the, the various computers and screens in there, and sort of seeing the Earth off in the distance. Um, it's just yeah, really, really cool, serene kind of zen-like experience. Um, like absolutely. Um, uh, like a, a sign of things to come like it's it, it was like uh this is this is kind of some of the stuff you can look forward to in the next couple of years do you think the game work would work as well without the rift viewing yeah i i i think it's going to be i think it's going to be fun and and challenging in the same sort of way on on a screen um it's just it's just that much more immersive just sitting in the cockpit right um and it, it's the, the the kind of interesting thing about the game for me was that it, it forces you to kind of concentrate on a lot of things at the same time uh, and and encourages you to to you know stay kind of calm and stay controlled uh, there's there's not much kind of aggressive movement there's um although that you can do that as well um and they've now put multiplayer with with combat in as well. You can actually fire missiles and rockets at each other, <laughs> which is awesome. But uh, yeah, it's just such such a cool, unique experience. Like even down to like the sound design, where they had, um, I think they actually used re- actual recordings um, of of lunar missions. So you're listening to radio communications from 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 the the sixties. Um, cool. Yeah, such a cool game. Um, and yeah, just it's. It's also, and it cost me a couple of pounds as well. It's like a real, real cheap indie game. Um, that's you know one of the first on that's now on Steam. With its um, Steam have now added kind of a, a category for VR support. So all these 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 sort of very first games have have got that in, and that's one of the the ones I'd recommend the most if you if you've sort if you're playing around the dev kits. Uh, it's it's uh, currently so yeah, one pound seventy four on Steam. One pound seventy four, wow. and one of my my top games of the and year. And Patrick's number three game of twenty thirteen <laughs> is cheaper than my lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> God, it's crazy. Uh, oh, you can buy a four. So it's multiplayer, right? It's multiplayer as well. Yeah, it's online multiplayer. It's the one one of those things where you know it's so cheap. When when you guys when you guys get your your riffs next year, like I'll I'll buy a four pack because I feel bad. Mm. That I've I've got so much time out of it for a couple of quid. Well, I was going to say I'll like maybe now it's three pound seventy four. I'll buy the four pack now. Yeah, I'll buy the four pack now. All right, go on. Then. We, we're not going to argue who gets the round. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a four pack of. Uh, mm. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4 available as well. 
on the PC. Yeah, for like two hundred pounds. Five hundred pounds. My number three is Shadowrun Returns, uh, which, which was a game that I kickstarted and talked about. I think on one of the first podcasts we did. Um, so I won't go on about it too much, but basically it was a conversion of a pen and paper RPG that I played back in the day. Um, and they turned it into like a isometric, uh, RPG with turn-based combat in an XCOM style and also shipped it with the tools to make your own adventures. I haven't played any of the UGC yet, but I am going to play the, uh, the second campaign that came out as a stretch goal um, from the Kickstarter campaign, and that's out in January. Uh, Dragonfall, it's called, and that's going to be set in Berlin. Um, and it's going to have a different structure to the, to the very story-driven first campaign. I think this is going to have more of a hub-type structure with various quests coming off of that um, and a kind of home base and stuff that's that's going to be uh, like a base of operations type thing. But Cool. Do, do you think that will make it better if it does that or di- different? I think it will just spice things up a bit. I'm glad that they've decided not to just do an, do the same trick twice. You know, I think they want to demonstrate, I think they want to demonstrate uh, to the community that there's a different approach to making these things yeah. and leading by example, um, you know, and also, uh, I think they're going to be delivering more tools for the community to use to build more interesting adventures of their own. Cool. Yeah, that's good. So, so yeah, that's also, so as well as that being my number three game of the year, it's also, you know, I'm looking forward to more of it in the next year. So. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. That's my number three. Uh, mine's Battlefield 4. Sorry, I'm so predictable. <laughs> that's all right. Um, so EA have been yeah. in the news today, the nineteenth of December. That one for alleged irregularities in their some stock dealing that some executives have allegedly. I'm not going to say allegedly for everything. It's been on the internet. You know, it's not necessarily true. Okay, uh, but they there were statements released saying BF4 will be the best game ever. We're going to make millions, uh, and then the stock value increased at which point some executives sold all their stock then bf4 was released and the stock didn't go well it just went it started dropping so there's some legal action being made against ea for this um so so what consequence is this to gamers you know i mean well i mean it, it makes first of all it hasn't been proved in any way um, and it may even not even get to court, I guess. But it certainly sounds like something people in business would do, not necessarily just EA, although obviously they are evil. Um, but the consequences could be... Uh, well, the consequences will hopefully be we stop listening to fucking marketing bullshit before a game is released <laughs> and then going, oh, hold on, it's not like they said it was. Yeah. Because um, I know BF4 has had a lot of people are still whining and bleating about it a couple of months after it's been released. I've really not had any problem with it. Um, the first week was a bit spotty, but 
my expectations were extremely low after the BF3 release. And I think that's maybe why I was eh, kind of okay with it. It's crashed. Okay, I'll just restart and off we go. Um, yeah, I just want them to <clears throat> fix their glitches on this game so they can make that Star Wars one. It'll be different. It's different teams though, isn't it? No, it's not. They're putting... Uh, basically, EA DICE uh, have halted all future Battlefield 4 No, I think you need DLCs. to be... I think that's part of the thing they were doing. That may be how they've... <clears throat> it's probably worth having a check of that particular story. Oh, it says potentially jeopardised future projects. Yeah. So the, the bottom line is they bullshitted, got, got, made a load of money, all turned out to be a lie anyway. So... Right. That's what the alleged shit is. Mm. Um, anyway, oh, the game well, itself. Hate, pro- yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to <laughs> like yeah. didn't want your number three game to be in negative. Rant. No, no, I, I really enjoy it. Again, playing with people that I know and people who've got your back. It's a great laugh. Um, definitely better with people that you trust and people who will work as a unit. Um. Looks beautiful, best water effects of the year, even better than GTA Five, which interest- interestingly none of us have mentioned yet. Oh well, no. Um, <clears throat> what? Well, no even prettier than Assassin's Creed water. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, on some of the levels, on the on the beach one, it just it's it starts flat and then a storm comes and it's like the size of a four or five story building by the end of it. Oh, amazing. Uh, it is pretty amazing, actually. <clears throat> but it's good. It's it's the same as always. Uh, it's it's a regular thing for me. Uh, if you can get past all the bullshit and the negativity by, from some quarters on the internet, it's available for the price of a fucking mortgage. Um, <laughs> but you can get it for certainly half price for what it was two months ago, which is extremely annoying. Um, and I'm sure within six months it will be down to 20 quid everywhere. So it's good. Some of the maps are really, really good. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I've got cool. on that. Okay. Uh, well, my number two is uh, Metro Last Light, and we've already mentioned that. So we'll skip across to you, Patrick. Yeah. So my actually, like I said before, my list is a bit of a weird one. Um, my my number one and two favorite games of the year are actually not games that came out this year. Ah, it's all right. So it's, it's kind of a cheat, but it's both of them. um, Both of them received VR treatment this year. So, well, that's kind of a different game. Yeah. It's that's that, that was kind of the, my kind of my thinking on it. So number two, I'd say is half-life two. What's that? Well, podcast from 2004. It's this little game that came out about 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a very old game now, but I I definitely think it's, it was for this, for me, for this year, it was totally up there. Um, It was the first sort of full game that I played on VR after playing loads of little kind of weird experiences like roller coasters and um, all all sorts of weird kind of five minute experiences that people have made in unity, etc. You settled down. Um, I, said, I said, right, I'm going to actually play a game all the way. Through. That's what you like um, though. Whenever you get like a new toy, it's like, yeah, I've got to download all the demos or, and that's right. That's yeah. right. And you've just got a short attention span and you just want to see everything at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and you're 
aware of that feeling. Yeah, like so, like after I got over looking at planets and stuff like that, I I I, I loaded up the Half Life Two um, VR. Um, basically, um, it was patched by by Valve themselves. Um, um, uh, so that's very good. very early on, um, and um, it's it's incredible. It is. It is very much like playing a, a different game, although obviously it is it is exactly the same game. Um, at the start, I I was just totally overwhelmed by the fact that um, I decided to stand up when I first played this game. A lot of people were recommending that you actually stand up when you're playing VR stuff, which I don't normally do. But I, I gave it a try in this, and I, I I just couldn't get over the fact that I was standing up on the train at the start. And my eye level was exactly where it should be in real life. And it was just so overwhelming being on this train and um, and just, you know, having this whole world open up and, and react to you as you move through it. Um, and yeah, I, I loved it. It, it, was, it wasn't always a pleasant experience because, like I said, this was the only thing that really gave me any VR sickness. But by the end of, end of the playthrough, um, completely immune to it um now i i can't actually bring it on by by um intention but how how was the bridge level where you have to get across the bridge was that fucking terrifying with vr Ravenholm. no there's one where you've got got to climb under the bridge to get in the middle of all the car stuff yeah oh with with the train yeah yeah yes it's it's terrifying (laughs) but i think i did it about 10 times in a row Because it was so because terrifying. It was, because it was amazing. Right. Because it's amazing. Yeah. Because it's coming towards you and you're going, ah! Um, there was, actually, there's quite a few bits in my when I replay through of Metro as well that I, I literally went through 20 times. I was like, I'm going to do that again because that looked incredible. But yeah, Half-Life, there was there was a few moments like that that I, um, that yeah, yeah, they were just, they really did stand out. Um, and they are typically the ones that stand out on a screen as well. Um but yeah, just the whole thing of it, just the scale of these huge buildings. Um, it there was the the Raven Home bit was really really creepy. Lots of closing your eyes and swinging a crowbar about not <laughs> wanting to look at the things jumping. Uh, at you. We've all, all um, been to clubs like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just yeah, uh, one of the best games ever, and um, it's definitely one that 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 you, people are going to want to replay when when the commercial riff comes out certainly cool cool okay uh so that moves us on to um your number two ian and my number five which is tomb raider the raider of tombs indeed cool i'll let you begin because i've only just started playing it the reason it's in my top five is that after only spending a couple of hours with it i I don't know. It's it's just looks so incredible, and I just know it's going to be somewhere in my top five. So that's why it's top, my number five, and it could probably have been a lot higher. But anyway, take it away. And um, I played it quite soon after it came out. It, it was I found it for about seven quid on a site that listed a ton of this game was available for this two weeks after launch. Um, yeah, it's mad. But very helpful for games that you think, well, I'd really like to play that, but I don't want to pay full whack for it because I'm a little worried. I'm going to think it's a bit shit. And this was one of those. And there'd been some stuff online, people saying, oh, it's really linear and you feel boxed in and, oh, yeah, and the combat's a bit, nah, and she's making all these decisions and it's all a bit, nah. 
and that's why I didn't get it for 30 quid. Um, but actually, I found them to all be entirely wrong. Um, yeah. And whatever they've said was wrong with it, it had more redeeming features in my eyes. The story was great. The characters were good. Um, the locations were fucking amazing. The beach part is just beautiful. The first few levels yeah. do feel like you're in uh, sliding down a slide, <clears throat> as you are yeah. in some places. Yeah. Um, but as it starts opening up and you get to this pub, which is a beach, and it's not just a beach, it's the beach and a load of area inland and a load of wrecked ships going out into the sea. And it's enormous. It's just enormous. Um, <clears throat> When I finished the game, I went back there and just played around in that area for a couple of hours just because it looked so great. Um, it's got some really nice set pieces as well, which I was a little anxious about, but they work really, really well. Um, and I'm looking forward to whatever they do with the next one. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I've seen so far, uh, I mean, I was just going off like the all the marketing and stuff made it look very much like, you know, uh, okay naughty dog let's you know we're gonna see what we can do and it it seemed very much like an uncharted game and that's what i was expecting but from what you're saying it sounds like there's a whole lot more to it where you're like it goes all a bit open world and it, it's not stuff. really it, it's certainly not open world it's just a huge big area right um having subsequently played the un or two of the uncharted's and the last of us it, it's a bit like that but I found it very different. I didn't think they were all the same thing. It's just like got those kind of cinematic bits where like you'll be climbing up a plane and there's like all the dramatic sort of. Yes, but uh, it, but and, not not to the stupid degree that the Uncharted's do, uh, <laughs> where you think, <clears throat> I think it's the second one has a burning building or something and you're running away and the floor falls away from you and you leap over and you go, wow, that was awesome. It's going to finish now. And there's like another 12 of these before you get out of the building. Yeah, um, it doesn't. Tomb Raider doesn't really do that, just because well, it you can. And it doesn't mm. lead you down into a tomb, and you get to the bottom, and then the bad guys turn up, and you then have to fight them all the way back out again. No, or it, does it do that? Uh, it doesn't do that. The tombs are very aren't really part of the main story. Um, right, they're things that you kind of find on yourself on your own and go and do some shit in. Um, yeah. and I really like that because although the first few Tomb Raiders were great games, maybe not the third, but the first two certainly had a lot of my time on mm. the first PlayStation. Um, the plot was just ludicrous. It yeah. was like something Angelina Jolie would star in some years later. Well, it went all a bit supernatural, <laughs> didn't it? And it was just, sorry. It kind of started uh, off with supernatural stuff there. It was, oh, okay. It was like young, young, uh, young Indiana Jones or just some bullshit where you just think, no, I'm not five anymore. I want some coherency yeah. with my shit. I have to say, I didn't really play the older games, but when they when Crystal Dynamics took over, they did um, Legend, right? Which was yeah. like a that was it that was a, a remake of one, wasn't it? Was, was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, they were making they were remaking one in the 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 current engine of the time, right? But they they changed they changed some of the maps around and stuff, but that's essentially what it was. Yeah, so I played Legend uh, with <clears> Nick. <throat> Uh, I went round yeah. to see him in Wales sorry, for was, a weekend. I just need to get. Oh, sorry, you're talking about Legend or Anniversary? Anniversary's the oh, one they remade. Oh, yeah. Anniversary. Oh, sorry, I thought, 
that was anniversary the is the one that was remade. Yeah, yeah Le- that's the remake one. Yeah, Le- I, Legend I went- was the one before, I think. Yeah. Legend's the King Arthur one, isn't it? The one with the bike ride and the stuff in Hong Kong on the skyscraper. I didn't play that one. Okay. I played Anniversary and Underworld. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you lent me Underworld, Pat, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I played, I played, I went round to see Nick in Wales when he was living there. Um, I'm sorry, this is so interesting <laughs> to everyone else. But, um, no, uh, no, but I We're went a niche there. podcast just for each but, other. Just, yeah. But no, um, we went there. I went there for the weekend to, to see Nick. And uh, basically, we just played Tomb Raider Anniversary for like four days. And uh, at the end of it, uh, we were literally in the last cutscene. And uh, Anna was like, okay, it's time to go now. I was like, <laughs> can we just wait five minutes? They just don't and... understand, do they? No, I know. It was funny, though. Um, yeah. Did you ever finish it? Yeah, we did. I did finish it. I, 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 yeah, so I, I've actually been quite up on Tomb Raider recently. So I've right. played, uh, yeah, I played the last two before this one, but this one is another complete reboot, isn't it? Well, it's absolutely. not a remake. It's an absolute reboot. It, it, it is an absolute I reboot. The, the whole lot about... Sorry, sorry, I bought the whole lot last week. Um, they had the, the whole whole collection on Steam for about nine pounds or something. Nine pounds. So I've what got, got all the old ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I expect to get at least twenty games for a pound on Steam. Yeah. So it's how many games? Are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 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 No, games. That is in, an insane deal. That's uh, yeah, and I, I, I. I love those first, the first two especially. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely go back to those pretty soon. Cool. Okie doke. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to playing some more of that tonight. And uh, then, and <laughs> Let's then, hurry along be, then. And then, and then being annoyed <laughs> that I only put it at number five. Okay. Um, so we've done, that's your number two, Ian. Yep. You've done your number two. My number two is Metro Last Light. So we're now at the end game. Pause for drum rolls. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> cool. Okay. Who who would like to do their number one first? Well, I've already revealed mine, so we might as well I, do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, my number one uh, is Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Um, absolutely blew me away. Um, it's just a very <clears throat> simple game. I'd say it's like an... It's like a fairy tale for adults. Or Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of agree with that. Yeah, or younger people perhaps. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's just got some... It starts off... Uh, I mean, the, the, the conceit of this game is that you, you you control one brother with one stick and the younger brother, quite no, notably with, the, with the, the second stick or the right-hand stick. And I found that funny, right? Because when you're, you're playing on a first any game on a controller the right one is is normally used for movement so he's always getting ahead yeah i suppose if you're left-handed it's not going to work that way but it was just something i noticed straight away that i picked up on was that the right one was the more active one you move that one like a split second first basically Yeah, yeah yeah so that was really cool um and and then just um you end up having to the brothers have to work together to to accomplish all these puzzles and stuff. And have you played it, Ian? Uh, I've not played it through to the end, but I know what happens at the end. And if there uh, were any spoilers, we should perhaps not share them. No, I'm not going to go into <clears throat> it. But uh, I found the ending profound. Right. And yeah, when yeah. it happened, and it doesn't instruct you 
what you have to do, I burst mm. into tears. <laughs> Yeah. Oh mate. Yeah, I I teared up a bit at the end of that one as well. Yeah, I did. In I did. fact, the best one of the best things about the game is it doesn't tell you what to do in any of it. No, no, it doesn't. Um, also, I noticed there's like loads of achievements, and I only got one um, because I decided to go and help this little this woman. I think her like all her family had died or something, and I went over to sort of yeah, like her one of them had hung themselves, and I took him down off that or something, and that. I got a little achievement thing for that. And I, I wonder what I, what else I missed, you know, just by following the path along. So you, you, did, you didn't save the guy then? Uh, I think I might have saved him. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Whatever I got the achievement for, I can't remember exactly. But I liked the fact that they didn't actually have any, use any language in that game. That yeah. It was basically all gibberish yeah. and you had to interpret what they were saying by looking at their faces and by the mood of the scene and what was going on. That, I thought that was really one of the things that shone out as well about that game. Yeah. Um, I can, it, yeah, it's just, it was just another, another game that was so short, but it just managed to, to draw you in the right amount in that, in that amount of time. Yeah. Now, hold I'm, I'm just looking at the achievements now. And one of them is bunny buddies. You made the bunnies play nice. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I got um, I got a sad tune. You made someone feel better, and there's a noose oh, yeah. on it. It's the only one I got. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, achievements. Um, <laughs> no, I thought it was a great game. Uh, again, another short. Uh, it's not really an indie game, is it? Because it was made by Starbreeze, who normally make really violent games with Vin Diesel in them. <laughs> they make they make other games as well. <laughs> yeah, they made the darkness the first one, um, but they did make both Riddick games, which yeah. were excellent. Um, yeah, big fan. But yeah, I loved I loved all the places you went in Brothers, and and all the little twists and turns, and um, like, uh, did you get to the like ritual sacrifice bit? He says, "Oh, yeah, cringing at spoilerific." Yeah, this you can't really discuss this game no. without going into spoilers. Unfortunately. No, you can't because that's Cause the whole thing is yeah, you know, but. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can do a, a big spoilery discussion on it one day. Yeah. So that's my number one. Um, what's yours, Patrick? <clears throat> so my number one, again, is not a new game at all. Um, very, very recently, I started playing Skyrim on in VR. Wow. Uh, the last time I played it through was in, I think, 2011 when it first came out. Love the game. Massive, massive fan. I've been waiting to replay it ever since. But unfortunately, I started thinking about replaying it when they announced the Oculus. So I, I kind of put it off. Yeah. Uh, I was even going to put it off until the con- the consumer one came out and it's going to be more high def and stuff. But uh, after kind of playing around with it with, um, with a, a new um, uh, injection driver, uh, Perception, um, Virio Perception, um, they released a new version and it works better with Skyrim. So I gave it a go. Um, and the the one one thing that struck me first of all was I had I had the settings up too high and it it, it looked beautiful, but it didn't run very well. You you know, you there was too much lag. So mm. I just dropped the settings down and suddenly it just snapped. It was just, you, you know, you just felt like you're there and it's, it is absolutely gorgeous. I managed to pour on like a, about... 30 or 40 mods as well right um so uh, 
So I got it kind of looking a bit prettier and a bit, bit more modern and up to date, which is really cool. So you're um, running the mods, but at lower detail? At lower at lower detail, yeah. So I'm running at about high rather than ultra. Right. Uh, but the, the mods actually make it look better than ultra does in vanilla, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's, it's um, incredible. I'm, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's certain cons to using it on the dev kit, obviously it's not meant for, for, for this kind of use, uh, the, because of the low resolution, some of the text is a little bit hard to read. The only place that's, it's kind of an issue was in the, um, the, the favorite section, which is right in the corner. Everything else is, is fine. And, um, I'm, I've been playing for a week and I'm 31 hours in, so um, Jesus. I haven't been struggling so too you much. barely scratched <laughs> the surface then <laughs> yeah yeah I guess I'm about like I don't You're know be not even 10% in right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it is absolutely incredible it it's it's the 3D in it is beautiful um it's again it's like playing a game you've played before but it's a completely different experience um so much I I, I find myself not dashing around as much as I did the first time. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm walking everywhere instead of fast traveling. A lot of the time, there's hardly any fast traveling just because you mm. kind of just enjoy walking through those large environments. Mm. Um, like there's so many, there've been so many scenes where I've just like, right, save. I want to look at that later. Like, <laughs> uh, like the other day, just standing at the top of a waterfall and you, I've just got my headphones on and you've got this huge crashing sound. This the sun's sort of beaming down through the trees and you've you been watching this waterfall and it's just so, so incredible. And then it immersive. gets blocked out by this enormous dragon jumping and, down. At and then <laughs> an incredibly large dragon comes and it, it is incredible. That's the scale of it. Um, no pun intended. Um, it's just so, <laughs> well so huge. You'd like just having this thing land down on you and just, it is, it is incredibly intimidating, but it makes it, just even more intense in those 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 kind of battles. Um, Small digression, uh, just quickly. Mm-hmm. Have you seen uh, Have you seen the Hobbit yet? No. Uh, Smog is a, a sight to behold on the uh, big screen. I I have heard. I have heard he's the the most impressive bit of CG since yeah character CG since Smeagol. That was yeah. That's what I was reading the other day, and I saw it in 3D um, HFR, <laughs> and I'm a believer having seen that film. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So, like the 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 main th- the main thing for me is just the world. It's like it you you are instantly transported to this huge world. You can go, you can just you can just walk for for hours. You know, you don't even have to think about the main quest or the side quest. Just hmm. walking around in it is is enough of an experience. Now it's incredible. I mean, t- even like two nights ago, uh, I was playing it. I think I played for about four hours straight. Uh, and I, I normally sort of perch on the end of my bed um, when I'm playing with VR, just sitting on the edge of my bed. Uh, and it, it was nighttime and I've got this uh, mod installed for um, shooting stars yeah. uh, and they started flying out. So I just lay down on my bed and just <laughs> sort of did a bit of stargazing for about 10 minutes, just laying there, just, this is pretty cool. This is a pretty nice thing to do before going to bed. But yeah, it's so weird, so immersive. And just the it is it, making me incredibly excited for playing it again in with the HD riff. Like um like I mean I've I've got so used to it now that I can kind of see behind the I can see beyond the the uh you know the the shortcomings of the developer kit. But um yeah, it's 
it's absolutely beautiful and it's something that everyone is going to want to want to experience in vr it's it's absolutely amazing well i i played skyrim originally on an xbox 360 like a heathen um yeah but uh i i'm i'm also really looking forward to just playing the uh this pc version to be honest um, yeah it's 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 it looks very different, especially when you you start sticking a few mods on. Yeah, there, I've so. I've been playing around. <laughs> Pat, you've spoken about two games today that you've played mm-hmm. with the Rift that are a bit old and very old. Yeah. Do you think these worked better because you knew the games already? No, in in a way that possibly hindered them. Right. Uh, well, particularly with with Half Life Two. Part of the reason that I was getting sick is because I played Half-Life 2 before and I'm used to strafing around and running about. Yeah. If if it, if it had been if it'd been a built for for virtual reality experience um and you know it was an it was a new thing that I wasn't used to you know it, I may not may have not done that so much. I no I I don't think playing them before it's it certainly helps with Skyrim just because I can't see the uh, the the um just because I know my way around the menus and yeah. I, I know what I'm doing with crafting and stuff like that. So yeah, that, that possibly helps, but the, yeah, the, the main kind of, the main kind of, um, the main kind of difference really is it, you just feel like you're there. It, it It's not so much that the gameplay has changed. You just feel like you're in the game rather than watching. Cool. The I'm game. very excited. Um, I'm going to start saving now, I think. Yeah. Well, hopefully with all this money, they've, had invested in them now what was it an, an extra 45 75,000 Se- yeah million 75 million sorry <laughs> yeah. 75, 75 million dollars uh hopefully that some of that they can pass some of that onto us and that the well, I'll take a million is all right i won't they, take two i'm not going to be greedy just a million well, no, hopefully the hopefully it won't be you know too expensive when it comes out yeah i don't think the money's being used to keep down the 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 cost of it so much. I think it's, I think part of it will be setting up the, um, setting up the kind of delivery system for VR. Mm. Like it, it, you know, it definitely deserves to have its own ecosystem, much like things like the, the iPhone, which, you know, they, they were very unique. They, they needed that, that indie platform. They needed people to be able to publish for it easily. Yeah. Uh, And I think VR will will definitely be the same, the same way. And I mean, it's already, it's already, been shown that that's the case there's lots and lots of small indie developers making even very short experiences or, or short games so yeah i think that i think that money may go into kind of investing in in developers and you know helping the, the software side of it well it's kind of i think digital delivery is a necessity isn't it as well because where are you going to put a disc <laughs> you know what i mean if they if they do market it as a one you know one big unit that goes on your head then it's yeah. going to have to be digital. Oh yeah, well I, I think I think PC is really the the main focus for the the first consumer rift. Um, so I yeah, I mean like Steam has also obviously already kind of started to think about it by adding like the category on on you know on the feature list for their games, and I, I think that's only going to become kind of more um, fleshed out when we hear what they what they're what they're unveiling in in January. Um, yeah, it's it certainly does lend itself to d- digital delivery, and you know why not? Why wouldn't it? Cool. Okay, then. Uh, so, what's your number one then, Ian? Uh, mine is <clears throat> not a PC game. 
Wow. Uh, and not set in Los Santos or whatever, wherever GTA 5 was. Oh, I think I can guess. <clears throat> it is The Last of Us. Wow, cool. Which was cool. the sole reason I bought a PS3 for in the summer, or whenever The Last of Us came out. Um, and I was pretty blown away by it. And you've spoken about things that you found quite profound in games tonight, Rob. And there yeah. were certainly bits in Last of Us that I found quite moving. Um, some of them funny, that just tickled me. Uh, the relationship between the two main characters was quite genuinely lovely in places. Um, and I really liked the story. It, it didn't feel like a video game story. I know it. maybe it did for some people, but from a PC gamer going to the PS3 for the first time, to be met with this as my first game um, mm. was a, really a great experience. And anybody who has thought about a PS3 but has always been, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. The Last of Us would be a great place to start. <clears throat> Certainly not a family game, uh, and it's quite dark in places. But it was just pure gaming joy for me. I'm, annoyingly, I've lent it to somebody at work, but I just I want to get it back for Christmas <laughs> so I can play it over the break. <clears throat> did you finish it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Cool. Inter um, interestingly, it was one of the only games that my wife has sat and watched me play as well. Ah, uh, that's naughty dog. Um, she was quite, she was really drawn into it. Um, except when I we fuck up stuff and keep dying and then she lost interest. But <laughs> <laughs> until then yeah. she, she found the story really uh, enjoyable to watch, which uh, is quite unusual. Cause yeah, I mean, you've, you've talked about the story and I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, when I hear about this game, I do often hear more about the characters and all that and the, you know, the delivery. But I've, uh, what what's the game like? You know, um, I know it's basically like it's I thought it was survival horror, but they do load you up with enough ammo yeah. to shoot your way through it, don't they? So I hadn't played the Uncharted when I played this and they're both done by Naughty Dog. Um, somebody else at work got it and he said, oh, it's Uncharted 4. <clears throat> And so I played Uncharted 3 and then Uncharted 2. And some of the gameplay is similar. Um, yeah. But you don't have, in Uncharted 2, definitely, when, you, when you're when you leaping around, you feel like you're a piece of rubber, <laughs> which is which is quite funny, but you feel more solid and grounded in The Last of Us. Um, the combat isn't great. I mean, it's not going to win any awards for combat, certainly. But it's not combat all the time. And... The story is really the overriding thing. Um, the, the combat, you feel like you're shooting people, but the AI is a bit shit, especially for the humans. Um, it is quite scary in places as well. There's some jump scares and some nasty things that you have to take care of. Mm. Clickers. Yes. Um, and that really frustrated me to start with. That's my first PS3 <laughs> game, trying to get used to that controller and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not the best controller. <clears throat> this has been pointed out since these new consoles have come yeah, out. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was all right. It took a couple of goes and I was there. Yeah, I'm um, used to it. But it, it's really just a character thing. It, not in the same way that Brothers is or um, Gone Home is, certainly. It's, it's more of a... It's more like an Indiana Jones movie mm. with... Cool. Whatever you want to call them, infected, whatever they are. But I'd, I'd really recommend it. 
if you've got a PS3, you should definitely have it. I'm well aware. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, I, basically I. The thing is, uh, it's totally on my Christmas list, and if someone doesn't buy it for me for Christmas, then I'll be heading <laughs> into the January sales immediately it, to get it because uh, it's been on my list for a long time. As a final hurrah for the PS3, which I guess will carry on for a while, but as the final look, this is what we can do before the PS4 came out. It was really beautiful. That and GTA mm. 5 as examples of what old gen. Is it current gen PS4 now? What Next gen, I yeah. don't know. Oh, yeah, PS3. It's old news. It's on an old it, shit okay. console now. Sorry, well, yeah. let's cut that out and I'll go and buy a PS4 and we can <laughs> do Killzone. Yeah, and Killzone can be your number yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. No, you played this as well, didn't you, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, great game. Loved it. The only reason I didn't, I didn't mention it is because so long ago that I played it, I can't remember enough about it to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I did absolutely love it at the time. The, it, is, it is a great game. And you're right. If, if you've got a PS3, you, you need to buy this the, game. There is a scene with some animals that just had me in floods of, floods of tears when it happened. Um, hmm. It was really, really beautiful. Wow. Um, is, is that the bit with the snow? No, that's the bit that you need to stick your neck out for. Mm-hmm. How can I tell you without spoiling it for Rob? No, don't say it. <laughs> tell, tell me uh, later. I'll, I'll just later. hold on. Hold on, callers. Try to whisper. <laughs> you try to whisper through Skype. Whispering across the internet. Shall I just take my headphones off for a minute? Or I could just I'll ping it on Facebook. It's all right. Calm oh, yourself. okay. Yeah, okay. ping it on Facebook. Are you on Facebook, Pat? What's what's Facebook? Facebook. <laughs> He might, he might on, be that guy on. that posts up things on the group I can do it on Skype. like That's fine. 20 times I can't a day. Do it on Skype. Let's not do it on Skype. <laughs> um, so what do I play first then, Beyond or Last of Us? Ooh. As a final hurrah. Because I was thinking, yeah, obviously Ooh. Last of Us is the better game, but do I want to leave that till last? I guess it depends what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to have a more of a... Mm. Uh, more of a something happening to you than probably beyond is the way to go. Maybe I don't know. I think it would be a good bookend for this generation sort of thing. I don't know. I'll probably play whatever's cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look on the Amazon and say I'll be like, oh, that's nineteen pounds twenty four. You can take the I'll student out one. of uni. <laughs> they are they are both games now. Now that they're old hat uh, officially. The, the the since the media has have declared them old news, um, they're now at quite an acceptable price on Amazon. Uh, let me just see. But, but you don't listen to what the media says, though, do you? No, never. Oh no, Last of Us is back up to twenty seven quid. Christmas and Beyond Two Souls is twenty ninety nine. Wait till after Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on that. It's just because it's consoles. Like nowadays, when I look at games, I just go on Steam. But because it's PS three. And because their digital store is so ridiculously expensive, I have to look on Amazon to buy physical media to play on my PS3. Same so antiquated. <laughs> You're going to burst something there if you don't take a breath. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well. Okay. Well, anyway, so that concludes uh, our review of 2013 and our favourite games of the year. Um we're going to be back in the new year. We're going to take a week off for Christmas or two, and we'll be back in the new year for a 
bit of a preview of games coming out in 2014. Um, we were going to try and do that today as well, but it would just take too long. We've already gone on long enough, I think. And one of us has to play Tomb Raider. Well, yeah, and one of us <laughs> needs to sleep from the sound of it as well. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> Jesus. This has been the Game Dumpcast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. Production by John Marsden. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker. That's B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm at Fat Man Dumping. And I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. Okay, feel free to join the conversation by typing Game Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. If you're a spam bot, though, it won't be for long. If you disagree with any of our choices for uh, our top... 10 or top five games of the year then feel free to contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at gamedumpcast and you can find the show notes for this show on our facebook page at facebook.com slash gamedumpcast and why not give us a like while you're there and if you're feeling generous maybe give us a five star rating on itunes if you're listening to us that way anyway that's all for now until next year see ya bye bye It's created by... Damn it. I'm going to have to Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's TV dump all over again. It's all right. Just because it's kind of relevant. Uh, Where am I? Monaco's on sale for three three quid, I think. Yeah, I've mentally bought that. Have you? Yeah, well, in my mind, I'm going to buy it. I understand what mentally means, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, What's his bloody name? There are a load of games on sale. They just keep doing this shitty front page that only shows you nine. It's rubbish. Is that an apple? Everyone knows the sound of an apple. Yeah. It's um, universally recognised. Indeed. I'm just going to give John a warning that he's going to have a podcasting coming tonight. But yeah, we're doing all right for time. I, I thought we'd take longer than this, but it's all right. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to ramble on too much about anything. No, really. especially if they're games that we've just we've only recently talked about. Yeah, it's kind of like there isn't really much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so we're on your number four, and then we're on to three. We'll probably do Tomb Raider then. I've only played about an hour of it, but I fucking love it so far. Oh, it's a wicked game. It looks so good. Not, and it's not just because it looks so good. It's like I feel connected to the to the world. Yeah. Like, as in, you're sort of doing puzzles and stuff. We'll get into it in a minute. Ah, oh, I got two crates of this Brewdog beer. Mm-hmm. My mate John, John, Mars. That's a small run beer, isn't it? It's what. Is that that small run beer? They make small amounts of it. Um, oh, they're making, they're ramping it up now. They've got bars and stuff now. Oh right, yeah. All is, is that was that was that one of those beers? The, I can't remember what they're called now. It's like a craft beer. That's just what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Beer. But it's like is that what it originally was. And yeah, they was they're Scottish company, right. but they um they've sort of slowly ramped up and got a really good marketing team. Uh, they've got really good branding now and. 
they've got these bars. Yeah. They've got a bar in Shoreditch that's like a bit of a speakeasy, and you could they do these beer cocktails. I had one beer cocktail. Yeah, well, they everything is they do is beer, but they'll do beer that goes right up to like thirty percent proof. <laughs> so you you do it like a shot. It's fucking mental. <laughs> you don't really drink these days, do you? No, mate. No, I don't. Why is that? You just don't. Uh, is it because, because of I, Jesus? I, no, it's because I started driving, <laughs> and when I started driving, I stopped drinking because obviously I was driving. Yeah, and then I realised well I was saving like hundreds and hundreds of pounds a month. So I was just like, Do you know what? I don't enjoy it enough. To yeah, that money. Fair enough. <laughs> so I've I've yeah, certainly got just... out of drinking regular beer, but I've found some beer that I really really like now. Yeah. Um, so it's ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> got two crates of it in my room i'm a fucking alcoholic now no, now but, but no well not because i feel the need to get drunk but i just feel the need to drink this beer a lot and i've got like this uh black libertine black ale is it gonna seven... go off if you just have a couple a week well i'm not if i'm doing it if i'm doing a gaming session with you one night yeah. and then a podcast the next, he's gonna do the lot now i'm gonna have a fucking beer while I'm doing it. Oh, I'm right. sorry. Okay. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> having you a beer or I mean? not, it's not, alco- not alcoholism. That's fine, mate. You're fine. Yeah. No, no. Well, look, I I got these two crates uh, two weeks ago. It's taken me two weeks to get through one of them, which is all right, isn't it? Unless there's 80 in a crate. Yeah. It's 12. Oh, that's perfectly fine, mate. That's as long as you're not injecting, it's fine. That's less than one a day. You don't have to... We're not married, mate. You don't have to justify it. <laughs> I'm just, you know... Fuck. It's like... <laughs> staring into the abyss, the abyss looks back. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll do the sign-off then. Um, Pat, did you get that message on Skype? On Facebook? Uh, did you send it Facebook or Facebook. Skype? Facebook. Uh, if I send it on Skype, Rob will see it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Oh, that, that just—it yes. really got to me. It was so. Oh, it was so completely. Yeah, that was amazing. What the fuck is going on here? Oh, well, I'm crying. That it was, just was amazing. amazing. Do you see what I mean? Like, how did I forget that? Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I couldn't put it on my list. I couldn't just couldn't remember enough of the details. But yeah, that is going to blow Rob Howard's mind. It is. That little and bit. I believe he may cry like a, a wee baby. Oh, he'll cry. Yeah. He'll be crying. There was just no yeah. point to it except to make you cry. It was, <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I might. That might be a little bit of a blooper for the end. <laughs> cool. Except that bit where I say this bit's going to be a blooper, <laughs> and that. Stop and saying that as it. Well. No. Stop saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've got stuck in an infinite loop. <laughs> yeah. For some years now, mate. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> Uh, I'm at fat man touching your mum. <laughs> if you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.